I think I got a little audio tape from an old school rap song by Houdini. <laughs> Friends. So if they can play it, go right ahead and play it. Let's get a little snippet of this song so we can lighten it up a little bit. Lighten it up a little bit. Oh, okay, they're giving me, the, they giving me this right here. <laughs> what that mean? <laughs> that mean you're going to cut my throat? <laughs> Are you, you cutting my throat right now? Okay, I got you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We get it in next time, okay? We get Houdini in, friends, the lyrics to that, you know, the importance of it. Uh, there's another old school song, uh, you know, You Got a Friend, you know. Uh, friendship is important. Can I get a witness? And we want to have awesome, awesome relationships. And we want them to be. <laughs> Bring it on up, Mr. DJ. Let, let us hear the bass up in here. Let, come on, let them know what it can do. Let them know what it can do. All right. I think this is an underdeveloped uh, theme, even in songs, music, you know. Friendship, we, we sing about love, amen? But how many know you can't have love without friendship? Not true love, they go hand in hand, amen? Uh, and so we sing about love and what all that means, but we don't sing about friendships and what that means, Amen? We don't rap about that much, and it's shallow in many instances than when we talk about it, and we want to go deeper. Somebody say deeper. Deeper in our understanding what it means to, and why and we should be friends. Praise God. Why it's important. <clears throat> and uh, first of all, uh, in, in this text, of in, first, in, in, in Romans, the first chapter, it says, that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So it has spiritual value. Friendship has spiritual value. Amen? We're not built or designed or created to walk in this earth alone. Amen? Some folks say, well, I don't have time for friends. Well, you must not have time for living because living is about relationships. Amen. 
so disconnected, so in the rat race, so, uh, you know, career-oriented, vocation, occupation, you know, uh, you know uh, profession. We're just into that so, into, in, in many instances, until we, we neglect friendships. Amen? And it has spiritual value. And our friendships shouldn't just be about our hobbies and our connections uh, with what we do. We usually have groups of friends that we are connected to because of what we do. We do together. We go to bowling together. We golf together. We play tennis together. We, uh, we, you know, we go out together to get coffee. Amen, somebody. Whatever. So we, we got these connections, things we like to do. And we connect with these people because they like to do it as well. But it's got to be deeper. Amen? Somebody said, well, it's kind of shallow right now. All we do is get together and do certain things. Well, you need to make it go deeper by bringing up substantive stuff, <laughs> matters that matter. Amen? By, by engaging spiritually, praise God, so that iron can begin to sharpen iron. Amen? So the conversation needs to turn to how good God is to the grace of God being active alive in your life, to the compassion and love that you experienced, praise God, to your connect connection with Christ and his church. Yet it'll always take a little shift, praise God, so that the spiritual elements of your life, which is supposed to be your prim the primary elements of your life, are divulged. The Word of God says for us to be witnesses. Amen? And it's becoming more and more important for us to be witnesses. Why? Because we don't live in a Christian nation. You know, some of us under the deluded and thinking that this is a Christian nation. This is not a Christian nation, and it never has been. Amen? Matter of fact, no nation is Christian. The Word of, word of God says the kingdoms of the world are ungodly. Amen? And so the stuff we're seeing, the stuff we're experiencing, the stuff we feel and sense and discern, that's nothing new. Amen. Dictatorships, tyrannical leaders, despot leaders, leaders that are uh, decadent and immoral and uh, insensitive and have lack of compassion, that's been a part of world history forever. Amen. That's nothing new under the sun. And so we're not a Christian nation. The nation that we live in is a mission field. Amen? We got people to reach. But we're under the assumption because they lost and loving it that they're okay. Amen? They lost and happy to be lost. Why? Because they got easy credit. They got a house note, a car note, a, you know, a credit card note. So they're wearing nice clothes. <laughs> Amen? But they have leveraged their future to take care of their present. And they look like they're living large, but they're really miserable. They're slaves to, to debt. Have mercy, Lord. And because they've enslaved themselves, they're living in this world economy, prioritizing things that don't connect to God. Amen? See, it seemed like we were more Christian 50 years ago. Why? Because... The culture, the mores were more connected to the church. So it was a popular thing to be a Christian, to say you're a Christian. It was a popular thing to say that you went to church. So you didn't go to the job and not say you weren't at church Sunday. I was at church Sunday. Amen. And, but it also bred something that's still running rampant today, the perspective of hypocrisy. 
Amen? So most of the Christians, they did in-depth studies during that era to determine even the folk that were in church, only 20% 20 of them were committed really to Christ and to the values. Amen? So they were in church, but they weren't Christian. <laughs> Amen? And then they live in any kind of way they want to live from you know, Monday to, to Saturday. Amen? Now, I'm not saying perfect, but I'm saying connected to God. Really connected, born again, filled with the Spirit, praise God, spiritually aware, you know, honoring God by loving Him and prioritizing Him. Just, but it was just a habit, a routine, a ritual, if you will, you know, part of the mores and cultural pressure, amen? And so we don't have that cultural pressure now. We didn't came out the closet, amen? We're way out. You know, I don't go to church. I don't believe in God. Amen. And no penalty, no punishment, no scrutiny, uh, not overly criticized for that mindset. Amen. It's not going to cost you a job. It's not going to cost you any relationship. So I'm disconnected and I'm satisfied. Amen. And the only way that we can reach people is with our witness and by bonding and connecting with them, by being good friends. And by showing them what friendship is all about, what a relationship with God produces. A relationship with God produces a new heart, a new mind, amen, a new disposition, a new temperament, a new attitude, praise God. So I've been changed and transformed by the Spirit of God, amen. And the Spirit of God has manifested itself by fruit in my heart and my mind. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, perseverance. Amen? And that's what I need to connect with people, and that's what I need to be a friend. I got to be loving and gentle, praise God. I've got to be non-judgmental and condemning, praise God. I got to not find faults in people. But the world has us tweeting and Facebooking faults and liking faults and criticizing folk and being condemning and judgmental consistently. Amen? And God would have us to overcome that mindset and make the spiritual connection. We got to have friends for spiritual growth. We also need friends for emotional support. Amen. The Word of God says in Galatians 6 and 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So I need you some help with my stuff, my issues, my pains, my doubts, my fears. Amen. My mistakes, my faults, my missteps, my, you know, I, I need help with that. Amen? And if I don't have a good friend, guess what? I have nobody to take that to. And the Word of God says that we ought to confess our sins one to another. How am I going to confess my sins to somebody if I can't find nobody safe? Folk hating on you? Amen? Going to take your stuff to the street? That's why one of the worst things, I, I think one of the worst sins is gossip. Because gossip breaches relationship. I can't have no true relationship if I'm going to tell your business. Amen? If I'm going to spread a rumor on you. If I'm going to be a part of the slander meal. Amen? I can't be a friend if I can't hold nothing. Like an old raggedy refrigerator. Can't hold nothing. Soon as you get some, 
you know, start, we, don't even, we don't even talk on the phone about it. No, now we're texting them lies. Let me tell you what happened. Fingers moving a mile a minute. You know how I text? I talk to my phone. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Anyhow, that's, all, that's, that's nowhere or nothing. Amen. But we need an emotional connection. And we need an emo- a people that can handle, you know, what we're going through. People are sensitive to what we're going through. People who are empathetic. Amen. I don't need a VDP, a very dependent person. I need a VIP. I need a very inspirational person in my life. Amen. I need somebody that's going to inspire me, encourage me, support me, grow me up. Amen. Some, make me better. Amen, somebody. And, and, and we have to become that in order to receive that. You kind of echo and mirror who you are. Amen. You mirror who you are. If, you, if you're negative, guess what? You're going to draw negative people. Amen. If you're critical, guess what? You're going to draw critical people. Amen. If you mean, that's, that's, that's who you're going to draw, meanness. You wonder why you got mean folk camped all around you. You got to take a look at yourself, baby. Amen. Are you mean? Amen. Mean-spirited. You know, you worried. You know, you draw other people that's worried because y'all got to get in that thing together. You know, y'all worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. Yeah, y'all worried together. Amen. Birds of a feather flock together. Amen. So we got to become something different if we want to attract something different. Did you hear me? We got to become better friends if we want to attract better friends. We, uh, and, and we can grow folk up by being the kind of friend that we want them to be. It's, it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Be the kind of friend that you want them to be so that you can draw out of them the kind of friend that you would desire. Amen? So, so it's, a, it's a love principle that's active and engaged. You know, friendship, it, you know, what another thing does, and I've talked about this in the past, it's healthy. Amen, somebody? Confess your sins one another that you may be healed. You get forgiveness from God. You get healing when you talk about it with people. Amen? I can't get healed if I can't talk to a real, live person. God is spirit. I need a real, live person to talk to about my fears, about my doubts, about my mistakes. Amen? If I have nobody to talk to, guess what? I can't really get healed up because it hadn't come out. Hadn't come out. It hadn't been verbalized. It hadn't been communicated, praise God. I haven't had a chance to really vent, amen? I hadn't had a chance to really confess, not just to God, but to somebody else, amen? Now, you got to find that safe place. We've built small groups in this church, biblical Bible studies, weekly meeting in people's homes and businesses, amen? And they're building and bonding and growing in relationship. And we pray that what comes out of you going to a smaller group is you get a friend, a spiritual friend, somebody that's going to pray with you, somebody that can hear your mess and keep it. Amen, somebody. Somebody that can be confidential, somebody that can connect with you one-on-one, 
somebody that may be just a little bit further down the road spiritually than you so that they can mentor and disciple you, amen, so that you can really grow. Because remember, you know, you can have a mega church, and most of those folk ain't Christians. See, how you know? I used to pastor a mega church. <laughs> Amen. Had over 4,000 people. Most of them weren't Christian. My biggest desire was to get them to be a Christian. Amen. I was working hard trying to develop ministries and programs and, uh, you know, services and, and experiences that connected people to Christ. But again, a crowd, sometimes a crowd just gather because people like to be where people are. Amen? You know, the bigger this church gets, the more non-Christians going to show up because it's the place to be. Child, go on, let's go over there and rejoice. <laughs> what you going for? Child, there's a lot of people up over there. <laughs> they got a great worship experience. It's like a concert up in there. <laughs> Then more people, ooh, some good-looking ladies up in there, good-looking guys up in there. Ooh, it's the place to be. So the place to be don't get you discipled. Doesn't get you closer to Jesus. Praise God. So connecting with God, connecting with one another is important. We can't leave out this vital connection, a connection for the right reason, for the right cause. Amen. I live longer if I have friends. Amen. If you don't have good friends, you're going to live. Studies have shown you're going to live less time. Amen. You won't live as long. You won't be as healthy. Amen. Because good friends, they breed laughter, joy. Amen. They minimize your griefs. They maximize your joys. Amen, somebody. So, so, so they strengthen you. So you want friends for enjoyment. You know, some social friendship, some, some enjoyment in life. You want somebody to do life with you, but to be a good friend, you got to mourn when we, people mourn. When they're having tough times, you got to get in there with them, amen? And when they're having good times, you got to celebrate with them. So I can't be a good friend if I'm jealous, if I'm envious, if I'm bitter, if I'm resentful, amen, somebody? If I'm competitive, overly competitive, if I'm critical, amen, somebody? If I, I, I can't be a good friend if I have those elements in my character, so it takes me becoming spiritually mature and healthy to be, be a good friend. Amen? So when you get a new car, I can't stop, I'm sorry, man, I need a new car too. In your heart of hearts, you ain't really happy for them. See, you're going to be sad if you can't get over jealousy and envy. Amen, somebody. Why? Because life ain't just taking you up all the time. You're going to have some downs. Matter of fact, you're going to have more of this and some, some of that and some of this every now and then. So you better try to learn how to celebrate other people's ups too. You get happier when you start celebrating other people. Whoa, you got a new car, dude. Yeah. Man, I'm happy for you. That's a blessing. What? You got a promotion on your job? Whoa, man, you are the man. I'm excited about you. See, you just increase your joy and excitement quotient. Amen. 
exponentially if you start getting happy for other, for other people being happy. You start being joyful for other people being joyful. You start celebrating other people's, you know, accomplishments. You start celebrating what they have achieved in their lives. You start thanking God and applauding and giving plaudits to them for what they have accomplished. You're going to have a whole lot more happiness in your life if you're trying to just depend on your little old life. Amen. I can't just depend on my life to give me all the happiness in the world, amen. I need to look over here and say, whoa, they got it going on. That's a blessing, praise God. So I clean from other people's lives also joy. So I find a way to be joyful about my friends, amen. Genesis uh, 2, 18, it is not good for the man that the man should be alone. I shouldn't do this by myself. Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Amen? So working with other people, loving on other people, reaching goals together. Amen? I got a lot of friends. Praise God for that. You know, friends in the church, we can't, the dream don't work without the team. You can't do nothing by yourself. You can't do nothing substantive by yourself. You can't accomplish anything by yourself. Amen? So, so you got goals and dreams and hopes and ambitions and aspirations. You better try to get some friends. Amen? Because you achieve that isolation, you don't even have anybody to celebrate with you. Amen? And you can't achieve things in isolation because two heads are better than one. Two intellects are better than one. Two mindsets are better than one. Two perspectives are better than one. Amen? These heads, when they come together, these minds, when they merge and come together, you iron sharpens iron and you grow stronger together, praise God, than you are apart. We are better together. Somebody say, we're better together. Amen. So, 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 so I'm, I'm basically reaching goals and establishing my you know, my goals in consultation with other folk. Amen, somebody. So we're trying to reach a world that's decadent, that's immoral, that's aloof, that's indifferent, that's cold, that's callous, that's outside of God. We reach them through love and relationship. Amen. Just by them peering into our relationship, something happens to them. Praise God. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Amen? So how do you, how do you get a friend? By being one. Amen? Be a friend. Be a good friend. Amen? Be a loyal friend. Be a faithful friend. Be a, a trustworthy friend, praise God. Be a friend that takes the initiative. Amen? Well, well how do you do that? Well, I'm going to tell you a, little, a few things you can do. Number one, it's going to take some time. I ain't got no time. Well, you need to find some time. You need to reprioritize, rearrange your schedule, reorganize yourself where you can make some time for your friends. Amen, somebody. So it takes time to develop friendships. Amen. You need to be reliable. What you say you're going to do, do it. Amen. What kind of friend are you so ask you to come by? You say, well, I'll be there by that Saturday to help you out. And you don't even show, don't text, don't call, don't email, don't, don't Skype, don't do nothing. And then, then, act, then when you see them again, they act like 
You ain't even, they, they didn't even know you, we was, had an appointment. That's just wrong. So reliability is truly a great ability. Amen. Are you reliable? Are you trustworthy? Are you a person of your word? Praise God. Uh, Proverbs 17 and 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So love means that I give of myself, I serve, I sacrifice, I, I give time, praise God. Proverbs 19.22, what is his desire in a man is steadfast love. Steadfast love is, a, is another word for loyalty. Amen, somebody. So am I loyal? We live in an age where we ain't loyal to much. It's a major companies getting ready. We get put out of business. The Amazon boy. Amazon will, will, t will eat your lunch. You hear me? I mean, they're they going for Walmart. They're going for everybody. They're they trying to take the world. Amen? We might just have this one world government that Revelation preaches about. You know, it may be on the way when these big, massive, multinational corporations take so much space and turf and territory until they become entities in and of themselves. And they can sway public opinion. They can sway values. Amen, somebody. And so here you are, these big companies. No loyalty anymore. You know, it used to be like, you know, I use Dove soap. Dove. And now they can show me something on Facebook. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. You know, or I, you know, we had loyalty to institutions. There used to be even loyalty to the church. Amen. Now, they had to make up a new term. They call it church hopping. Amen. See, I, when I was growing up, I ain't never heard of church hopping. That's a more current term where you hop from church to church. You're like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> Amen. Going over here, hopping over there, hopping over there, hopping over there. And, and, and we become connoisseurs of what we like. Amen. And so with that connoisseur mentality, there's no room for what you don't like. And no relationship lives simply with the perfect because nobody's perfect, no place is perfect. If this place was perfect, when you came in here, you jacked it up. You jacked it up because you ain't perfect. Amen? So if we was perfect, and we ain't, <laughs> you know, ain't no church perfect. The Word of God says that the wheat and the tares, the weeds and the flowers are going to be in there together. And God's going to come with his winnowing fan to make the separation. So God is the one that judges people and places, not us. He judges his church, not you. He judges me, not you. Amen, somebody. He judges you, not me. I can't judge you, praise God. I can give you some best practices, some biblical principles to live by, but I can't judge you. Amen, somebody. I don't know your background. I don't know your experiences. I don't know your exposure. I don't know what you've been, you know, I don't know what you've been through. It takes all of that to just have an inkling of an understanding of the complexity of who you are. Amen. I don't even understand myself. There's places of me I don't understand. I can't get access to certain places in my own brain. How you going to understand me? I don't understand myself sometimes. Amen. There's corners of my mind that I haven't explored. Amen, somebody. So here we are, people, to be friends and to accept with that a certain amount of faults. I can't be a friend if I don't accept some of your faults. 
Amen. I can't be in relationship with somebody that I don't accept some of their faults. Amen. Why are you looking for perfection? You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it anywhere. Amen. Uh, you know, you're not going to find it anywhere. It does not exist. Only God is perfect. Praise God. And he even built a system that allowed for faults. Praise God. Because he knew that he wanted people that weren't robots. Amen. But people who were loyal because of their faith and their faithfulness that was birthed in them. He didn't want robots. You know, so, so, so what's going on? No loyalty. No company loyalty. Well, they started it. They started that. They didn't have no loyalty for us, so we stopped having loyalty to them. We started changing jobs. And, hey, you're supposed to give them a two-week notice. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm out of here. Amen. Forget that kind of loyalty. I got to go. You know, you take care of business. So no loyalty, no company loyalty towards us, no loyalty towards them. Amen. So loyalty is, is, is almost a thing of the past. And what is, what is Satan trying to do with that? He's trying to crush authority. He don't want nobody to be in authority in the world. He wants a total free for all. That's what he wants. He wants you thinking what you want to think. He wants me thinking what I want to think. And he don't want us to cross-pollinate and make thoughts better because we respecting and growing and, and respecting authority. He wants to crush authority. That's what Twitter and Facebook, that's the negative start, things about this social media. It gives everybody an opinion. Everybody becomes their own little experts. And you ain't no expert. Amen? You know, when uh, a talk show, a radio talk show, calls, says for you to call in, tell me what you think. <laughs> I'm like, what you think don't matter. You need to think right. Amen, somebody. If you're thinking wrong, we don't need to be publicizing your thoughts. That your thoughts don't need to go national. They don't need to go international. They don't need to go internet. They don't need to go nowhere. So Satan is exposing empty thoughts to the world and empty-headed folk get together and they form this great band <laughs> of community and camaraderie and togetherness. So now we form these virtual bands of like thinking. Stinking thinking, but light thinking. Amen? Ought to be calling experts. Hey, Pastor Zach, we want you to get ready. We know you've been studying this your whole life. Amen? We want you to get ready and come on our show and talk about the faith. Talk about Christianity. Would you mind helping us defend some attacks? There's some attacks on the faith. You know, won't you say something about that? You, 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 we think you know a little bit of something about that. But no, everybody get an opinion nowadays. That's so backwards. It's the death of authority. What does that mean? The death of authority means I can say anything I want to say. I can do anything I want to say, do. I can tweet anything I want to tweet. It can be truth or a lie. I don't care. The president is the leading one. He can tweet a lie. And nobody, you know, they, they call him for it, but it's out there. So now, what happens? A mass reprobate mind. What's a reprobate mind? A reprobate mind is a mind that thinks that the truth is a lie, and a lie is the truth. Guess what God says when you get into that place? Guess what it says in Paul? He says, I, I gave them over to a reprobate mind. In other words, I gave them over to their confusion. I ain't, God say, I ain't in the midst of their confusion, but it's our job to make the delineation 
and get these folk unstuck. Amen? We do it through friendship. We do it through relationship. We do it through showing empathy, praise God, by, by being loyal and keeping content, comp, confidence. As a true friend, the Word of God says in Proverbs eleven thirteen, we'll keep a secret. Amen? In Proverbs eleven thirteen, in another version, it says, no one who gossips can be trusted, but you can put your confidence in someone who is trustworthy. Amen, somebody. A true friend, James 1, 19, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I listen to you when I'm your friend. Amen, somebody. I'm almost finished. Y'all lean this way a little bit long. I listen to you when I'm your friend. Now, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is just passing through. Listening is sinking in. I listen to you when you're my friend. I listen for your feelings. Amen. I listen for your fears. I listen for your doubts. I listen between the lines. I discern and I'm able to delineate and get in between it and really listen. That's what friends do. So they listen with empathy. They care. That's all they're saying. I listen like I care. Brothers, we get accused of hearing sometimes because we are fixers. We like to fix stuff. Amen. Somebody tell us something. We want to tell them how to fix it. No, sometimes people just want you to hear and listen. Don't try to fix it right away. Amen, somebody. That fix it thing gets you in a lot of trouble. Baby, you're not hearing me. You're not listening to me. Amen. You need to listen. Amen. So if you listen, you hear fears, you hear doubts, you hear, you know, the undercurrent of what they're saying. You'll hear more than what they're saying. Amen. Some friends hear more. Amen. We hear more. We hear, we hear the subtleties of their communication. Amen. Somebody, somebody can tell you, I'm good. Now, if you're hearing that, you're going to go on about your business. You said you was good. But listen, listen, listen. They said, I'm good. Amen. That don't sound like they're good. They're just telling you that they're good, but they ain't really good. Amen. But if you're not listening, you don't hear what they're really saying. Amen. By what they're not saying, the intonation, the inflection. Amen. The emphasis. Amen. The cynicism, the sarcasm, the things that Come, and come to play in order to really listen, praise God. So we got to listen with, with empathy. So, so in order to listen, what I got to do? I got to be quick to listen. In other words, I got to shut it down, get rid of the distractions, quick to listen. I got to be slow to speak. In other words, I ain't got to banter and tip for tat with you. I don't have to get in there and defend myself right away. I got to be slow to speak. Amen? And then it says... Then I'll be slow to get angry. Amen? Why do we get angry so quickly? Because we don't listen and we quick to speak. Did you hear me? We don't listen and we quick to speak. The Word of God says if you listen and you slow to speak, you can avoid being angry. Amen, somebody. The Word of God says in Romans 15 and 2, 
Romans 15 and 2, and I'm almost finished. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. So I'm trying to build you up. I'm not trying to tear you down. I'm not trying to tear you down. I'm trying to build you up, praise God. So we listen, praise God, with empathy. We are compassionate. We are concerned. We are accepting, praise God. In Romans 15 and 7, therefore welcome. That means accept one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So I accept you. I love you. Praise God. That means I accept you if you ain't right. I accept you if you're ungodly. I accept you if you don't know Jesus. I accept you. I, I connect with you. I care about you because you're one of God's children. Praise God. So too often people have to qualify. Qualify. Amen. To be in relationship with you. Romans, I'm sorry, Proverbs 17, 9, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but who, he who repeats nags a matter separates close friends. Amen? So, so we're not naggers. We're accepting. We're celebrating each other, praise God. Romans 12 and 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep, praise God. 1 Corinthians 12, 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together. For if one member is honored, all rejoice together. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. So that kills the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of envy, this crab in the bucket mentality that was espoused long ago about people being jealous and envious of folk climbing the ladder and just kind of pulling them down or finding fault in their rise. Amen, somebody. So God would have us to be celebrative of one another's wins and to share in one another's losses. To be celebrative of one another's wins. I mean, amen, somebody. Won't you stand all over the house? You know, God is calling us to connect with each other, to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Praise God. To be Christ-like in how we develop and carry out friendships. Listen, listen. To be Christ-like in how we develop and carry out friendships. To be Christ-like. Man, what if, what if I had to qualify for Jesus' attention? I would never qualify for that. Amen? See, friendship, it regenerates the heart. Amen? It fills, refills, and refuses the spirit. Praise God. A friendship takes time, energy, effort. Praise God. And in spite of the circumstances, I make time. Amen? A friendship is even unshaken by slander. Did you hear me? A true friendship is unshaken by slander because in life there's going to be attacks on your reputation. But friends stay close. They're not sometimey friends, you know. They stand close enough just in case you succeed, far enough just in case you fail. That ain't a friend. That's an opportunist. Amen, somebody. Close enough just in case you succeed, far enough just in case you fail. Here I am. Connect with me. There he is. There she is. Connect with me. Amen. I need you. 
you need me. I need you, you need me. I need you, you need me, praise God. So let's connect with one another. Not be fearful, ashamed, afraid. Overthinking it in many instances. They got to qualify. They got to be successful. They got to be on your level. Amen, somebody. And it's two ways. It's two ways. You can walk in Walmart nowadays, boy. Folk be mean mugging you. I guess they just don't like the way I look or something. I try to speak, how you doing? They act like I cussed at them. I ain't mean you no harm. I'm, I'm from the South. We speak to people. <laughs> we need to have a, a, a revolution of hospitality, a revolution of smiles, a revolution of cheerfulness, a revolution of how you doing. So when we get out of here, one of the ways you can apply this is just speak to people. Be nice to folk. Say hi. Give them a smile. I don't care if they are mean mugging you. Smile at them. Anyhow, and then you can shout hallelujah. Anyhow, praise God. That's what God does to us. I'm so thankful that Jesus smiles at me in spite of me. I'm so thankful that Jesus loves me in spite of me. I'm so thankful that Jesus embraces me in spite of me, that he loves me unconditionally. He loves me in spite of my flaws and faults. He loves me and he loves you, praise God. And he has something that he wants to use you to do right here, right now, praise God. So I invite you today, I invite somebody today to connect, to make a decision, to say, to proclaim, I'm a friend of God. And he's my friend. I want to connect with the family that's connecting folk to him. So we invite you to, to make a decision for him today. Say, I want to acknowledge him as my Lord, my Savior. I want to affirm or reaffirm my faith, dedicate or rededicate my life. Thank you, Jesus. We invite you to be born again and filled with the Spirit. And I want to, I want to be touched by him. We'll pray with you toward that end, that he touches you, feels you, takes up residence in you so that you can become a true man or woman of faith. Then lastly, thirdly, you may be new in our community. You may be seeking a church home. We invite you to connect today. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. Come now. Amen? So as we worship together, we invite you to come. We invite you to come in the name of Jesus. Come in his name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Yes, he is. From beginning to, from beginning. It will always be, always be, it's always been you. It's always been you, Jesus. Say, Jesus, Jesus. sing it again. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus, decision-making times. Step out in his name. Come forward in him. It will always be, it will always be you, Jesus, 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 
Every heart praying, every heart praying and worship. That's nothing like Jesus. Nothing in this world will do. Nothing like Jesus. Jesus, It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. 